Today holds an exciting episode here on the Rest in the Homeschool Trench podcast, our very first guest conversation. I'm thrilled to introduce you to my personal mentor and friend, Christy Trent. When I started homeschooling in 2009, Christy introduced me to three words that can be a lifeline on our hard days of homeschooling. But these three words are also a filter for our decisions when we consider revising our homeschool plans. Welcome to the Rest in the Homeschool Trench podcast, a place for homeschool mamas seeking to cultivate victorious rest in the midst of daily homeschool battles. I'm your host, Amy Smith, and I want to offer hope that in Jesus, we can experience victorious rest. remember when I started homeschooling 13 years ago at this point, um, had this great excitement. Uh, and, and I felt this definite calling that God was calling us to homeschool. In fact, my husband had wanted us to homeschool already, and he was very kind and gracious and waited for me to really feel called from from God you know, myself because I was the one who was going to be doing the work. He was off um, you know, during the week doing work, and I was the one at home with the kids. And But I started in that season with this great excitement and this confidence. I knew that God had called me to homeschool my my kids. And my husband, Aaron, and I knew that God was calling us as a family to just do life together and to, to live our life as a team. And I was confident in what we were starting to do. So back in the summer of 2009, I started learning all the things about homeschooling. You know, of course, internet searches were a little bit different then. I didn't have Pinterest to go to, but I started on Google and searched everything that I could, learned as much as I could about different approaches and different curriculums and started talking to people at my church. And um, some several different people started saying, oh, you need to meet Christy Trent and found out that she was doing this homeschool 101 workshop. So in the summer of 2009, when my kids were little, actually I only had three children at the time. They were five, three, and one, and I was pregnant with number four. Um, but in the season of little kids, I went to Barnes & Noble one night to this Homeschool 101 workshop where I met Christy. And I didn't realize at the time what a great mentor the Lord was connecting me with. But I remember that night, Christy said something that I've heard her say dozens of times since then. She's like, there's going to come a day that you as a homeschool mom are going to see the yellow school bus pass by your house and you're going to want to pack a backpack and a lunch and give your children a gentle little push out the door and put them on that bus and send them off to school. And I remember thinking, no way. Like, I know my calling. I know that God wants us to homeschool. I'm, I'm excited. I'm confident we can do this. Well, you know, 13 years later, I would love to say that my thoughts that day were right, and I never wanted to send them off. But, you know, Christy was right. There were many days, there have been many points along the way that I've wanted to quit. I remember, you know, one day vividly sitting on the floor in my bedroom in tears, pulling out you know, my, my phone and going back to the internet and searching what are all of my options, you know. I've got the public schools. What are my private schools? What what else can we do? Like, I really don't think I can do this anymore. But on the days like that, 
There were three words that Christy had also said that night in Barnes and Noble that became a lifeline for me. And those three words are things that I've heard Christy say time and time again. I don't know how many hundreds or you know, maybe even thousands of homeschool moms over the years she has given these three words to. And I'm sure I'm not the only one that they've been a lifeline for. And so today, as we're wrapping up our episodes about just refining our homeschool plans. We're looking at our curriculum, looking at our routines, thinking about changes, maybe considering quitting and changing our course of education totally. I hope that these three words from Christy will be a lifeline for you as well and help you filter through the decisions that you're, you might be considering right now. So today I'm super excited to introduce you to my friend and my mentor, Christy Trent and Christy is the leader of the Birmingham homeschool community, which is here in my hometown of Birmingham, Alabama. But most of all, what I hear from Christy is that she's a disciple of Jesus. What I hear from her time and time again is not only these three words that she's going to share with us in a few minutes, but Christy has a deep faith. She has a confidence, not in who she is, but in who Jesus is. She has a confidence that God has given her the Holy Spirit. She has a deep trust that we can continue walking through the good days and the hard days because God is with us. And so I'm very very excited that you get to hear from Christy today. So Christy, why don't we just jump straight in? Because I, t- I keep talking about these three words. Let's go ahead and let everybody know, what am I talking about? What are these three words and what do you mean by them? Well, the three words are know your why. And um, it is so important for us to have purpose to walk forward in knowing why we're doing something, especially as large and as massive as homeschooling can be, is to understand um, your purpose, uh, why you're doing something. So when the when the school bus goes by, you can go, okay, yes, everything in me wants to just quit, but there's a harvest. You know, Galatians six nine says that if we do not give up, we will reap a harvest. So what is the harvest that we want to reap? What do we, what do we want? What's our purpose for homeschooling? Um, And, you know, it goes beyond just a calling, like you said, like the calling, it can be sure, but then we have to, to have something to, to pull back to the promises, the, um, all of that. So know your why. Yeah. I love that you brought up the harvest, that there's a bigger picture This this is more than just pulling out the math book today. It's more about getting through that reading lesson and finally getting this child reading. There's a harvest in the future. There's a bigger picture coming for us. Well, okay. So I mentioned it was the summer of 2009 that I first heard you talk about knowing your why, but you know, one thing I've never asked you is how long have you been sharing this message? Like where, where did this idea come from? Well, uh, actually probably close to 20 years I've been telling people to know their why. Um, And it really did come from uh, my initial uh, beginnings in homeschooling. I went to a conference um, years ago uh, when I first started homeschooling and there was a lady that spent all this time about talking about philosophy of education. And I was like, what? I mean, 
I don't, you know, I don't need to, I don't want that. I don't need to know all of that. That's just too heavy. That's, uh, that's too academic. You know, <laughs> this is just my kids. This is me and God. We're good, you know, but then I, um, when I began to walk in leadership, I started to see a lot of people who would give up. And I started to ask the Lord, like, why are they, why can't, you know, why aren't they continuing? What? And I began to see they did not see, they did not know their why. And they did not have grasp of their purpose. And so when I started to develop uh, workshops, teaching people about homeschooling, I went back to that conference, those conference notes from early 2000s. And, um, and then I was um, kind of that became my message. Um, and a, a lot of people do uh, come to me and go, I know my why. <laughs> and uh, I still meet a lot of people today that that say that that really has um, encouraged them and helped them to have a good um, starting point for that journey. Yeah. So you know, one thought I have there is there might be somebody listening right now and thinking, oh, well, I don't I don't really know my why. What would you say to that mom? How can how can we really you know, have that, that good idea of why we're doing this. What are some good things for us to think about in knowing our why? Well, the first thing is that I, um, I actually, in my workshops will have people like write down uh, one word, like to think about why are you homeschooling and to write down just one word, try to keep it to one word. What are some different things? And so there's, Lots of things that come up, you know, um, relationships, uh, close family, um, spiritual uh, direction and growth, um, uh, peace, <laughs> uh, freedom. A lot of people homeschool because they they want freedom. But I always uh, encourage people to to kind of step back and look at it at homeschooling as a journey. You won't always be homeschooling. Um, they there is an end to it. And what do you want to see at the end of that journey? What is it that, you know, if God's called you to this, then there's something that there's a purpose. There's a, there's an end point. There is a harvest to be reaped. So what does that harvest look like? Um, I know that for my, uh, my older girls, especially when I first started the journey, it was, I wanted them to have a worldview. I didn't want them to be closed in a box and only, only know and understand what, what happens in a, in a classroom setting. I wanted them to be able to see the world um, with, with God eyes and uh, have that open worldview that life is not in a book. Um, Life is, life is out there and we, uh, in how to grasp that and know that. So that one word worldview became mine, Mm -hmm. but that, that's what I would say is like, okay, what is the harvest that you want to see in your children? Um, uh, as, as you end this homeschool journey. Yeah. Okay. So you keep bringing up this idea of harvest and end and that one day, um, you know, this, this job of, of homeschooling does come to an end because the point is that we're raising our children to be adults. And yes. the point is that they won't live with us forever. Um, I mean, no. that, that is the goal. And I know we were talking earlier about, you know, we're both in this season, this transition of our, our children becoming adults. And you're a step ahead of me. Um, I'm only one year into this season of having my children 
reaching adulthood and, um, and you know, stepping out of the nest. Um, but you mentioned 20 years and you talked about your older girls a little bit. So why don't you, t- could you tell us a little bit about your family and where, where are all of your kids right now? Well, um, my, uh, oldest daughter, she has graduated from college. Um, she stepped right up homeschooling, went into a university here, um, in Birmingham and, uh, went the full four years. Um, and now she's married and lives in DC with her husband. Um, they are involved in government work, uh, which is just beautiful. Um, and I'll go ahead and say, like, I already see her degree was in history. I already see the fruit of that worldview in her life. Um, and that is what's helped her with especially where she is now in the job that she's doing, that she has a worldview that she's not just focused on, you know, the little box that was here. Um, Then we have um, Bella, who is in France right now studying abroad. Interesting that that worldview harvest is is already a part of her heart and life and her degrees in international studies. She's in college as well. She's a junior in college. And um, seeing beautiful things, beautiful fruit from her life. And I have 12-year-old twins uh, still at home. They are here somewhere in this uh, house. (laughs) I've told them to be very, very quiet. Uh, They are in seventh grade. um, And we are continuing to just move through uh, that process of homeschooling. For us, it's just become a lifestyle um, that our why is now like our life. Like that's... Uh, as far as um, our home life and our family life is is based around that uh, worldview. And then, of, of course, things change and adjust as you go through life. And that's some of what you're discussing is, okay, sometimes you do have to make some adjustments in your why and in your purpose as you go through different seasons of life, for sure. And so we've seen that little bit of adjustment as we've had... Um, these uh, twins kind of jump into our life, precious gifts, but they've, it's like a different uh, second family. And there's, there's other purposes um, that God has put into our uh, life and into our homeschool uh, and parenting as well. Yeah. Yeah. So you, you're talking about having your, your 12 year old twins. I remember when we were both pregnant at the same time with our, (laughs) our now 12 year olds, you um, got a little double dose of the, yes. the, the babies for your family in that yes. season. Um, but yes. yeah, love, love it. Love seeing both of them growing up now as well. And um, I love hearing how, you know, you're saying that the idea of your why is kind of, it's kind of changed over time, but it sounds like there's still kind of that foundation, like the, the worldview is still um, is a foundational concept for you. Yes. Um, something that's interesting to see how some things can change and purpose kind of expands and um, things shift along the way, but there's still that stable foundation of, from where you started, you know, like you said, you know, 20 years ago. Um, yes. But what about over that time? Have, has there ever been a time that you wanted to quit? Because I know from the outside looking in, I look at you as one of my mentors and I think, oh, you've, you've got this all figured out. Like you taught me how to <laughs> how to do this. And you've helped me with lots of hard questions along the way. And so from the outside looking in, it's easy to think, oh, Christy's got this all together. Mm. Have you ever had those hard days with the yellow bus? 
Well, that that's part of where I can uh, speak into <laughs> the knowing your why and why it and the reason why I share that is because I've needed it as well. Um, yes, I've especially when I first started out in those first few years of um, being struggling through reading, um, uh, having a day where you know you introduce a math concept and they just don't get it and then you think they've got it and then the next day they don't and then you're like I'm done I don't know how many and then you know homeschooling is so much more than just academics there's also heart issues Mm -hmm. and there's things that our kids go through that just you know you just like I, I don't know that I'm capable to move them forward uh, Mm -hmm. through this and through this situation. And we really have to trust God to help bring in the resources that we need for those different situations. But yes, I, I've actually said to my oldest daughter at one point, you see that yellow bus, I'm going to go put you on it. (laughs) You know, that that's the, the young mom that, that does, has no control over her emotions and just, yeah. <laughs> just yeah. went a little bit yeah. crazy. But yes, yeah. I'm, I'm uh, noticing my oldest kids heard things come out of my mouth that my, my younger boys don't hear anymore because yes. hey, th- the Lord is growing us in this process. Yes. Homeschooling is not just about our kids growing and learning. Mm-hmm. God's doing his work in our heart too. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So I've, I've definitely had moments where I've um, wanted to quit, but there is, there is something that, that is settles, uh, at, after a certain point, there's just something that you, you get settled into, um, what God has called you to do and, and you, and reminding yourself of that purpose over and over, you start to, after a while, start to recognize those emotions. Those are feelings that they're not mm-hmm. anything that I need. They're shifting sand. They're not rocks in my life. They're just yes. the feeling yes. and the emotion of today. And so I need to like go find my rock. And as you grow in the in journey in life, you start to, um, to recognize where the shifting sand is and where the rock is. The shifting sand of feelings, they come and go. But the rock of purpose and why and calling um, will definitely stay and stand. So I don't deal with that as much now, um, but I do, um, I do also purpose and I want to make sure I said it, say the same, I purpose to make sure that I always go before the Lord and keep my hands open to what it is that he wants for my kids and for my family. Because I think that, that, um, sometimes we can also be on the other side where we're so firmly, like we've chained ourselves to a rock that we're not willing to understand and know that God's wanting to move us and always being open to what God wants to do for our family and for our kids, I think is so important. So always bringing that why and that purpose back to the Lord and saying, Hey, you know, you, um, this lead me in your ways because your ways are higher. So I think that's really important. That's such a hard thing, though. Are you talking mm-hmm. about you know, having open hands before the Lord and for His plan? And I think how many times have you know, I held tightly and tried to control things in my yes. home and in my family? I hold t- so tightly to my plans and my dreams, my agenda, 
and I can miss what God's trying to do through, through our lives. And I look back, like even now I can, you know, the, the voice of the enemy tries to take me to this place of regret. And I look back at the things that I didn't do, the things I wish I had had done differently and the things I feel like I messed up on. Um, and I find myself, you know, even wanting to go back in memory and control those things and change them. But when I stop and look through the lens and asking myself the question of, okay, what is God doing here? Because Romans eight twenty eight tells us that, you know, he's working all things for good for you know, those who he's called and I can see his hand and I can see what he's done and I can see how he's worked in ways that I never could have dreamed. I never could have planned. And his plans are so much better than the plans that I so carefully crafted in the beginning um, that I'm, I'm thankful. I'm so thankful. And it reminds me to continue just to go before him, to surrender. And it's got to be every single day to lay yes. today before his feet, to surrender my plans again, to ask him to do what only he can do in my family and to choose to trust again every day. Um, I agree. That's such an important reminder. It, it, it's a hard thing for us to live. Yes. Yeah. So you were talking a few minutes ago about, you know, one one way that you help coach people and how to determine what our why in homeschooling is, is to think about that one word. You know, if I look back over my homeschool journey, when we started, I think that one word would have been together. I wanted our family to be together. We had done a little bit of a church Mother's Day out preschool program, and it was just a few hours a day, just a couple of, of days a week. But I missed my kids and I, I just wanted, I wanted to be with them. I wasn't really sure how to do all of the homeschool things, but I trusted that, you know, God would bring the resources and he did. But the big things, I I wanted our family to be together. And, you know, like I mentioned earlier, my husband and I wanted our family to be able to live life as a team for us over the years that vision has just expanded. It feels like every year the Lord kind of gives us a new layer and a new depth of meaning. And he opens our, our eyes a little bit more as to why he has us doing what we're doing. And, you know, worldview has definitely become a part of it. Discipleship is a huge part of it. Um, but still, that idea of being together you know, it, it's it's still the root of all of it. Um, now, in in our current season, that word together is changing because all six of us don't even live in the same place anymore. Right. And yet, as our as our kids are growing up, and I see them taking ownership of their relationship with the Lord, we have a new sense of togetherness and a new sense of of unity as brothers and sisters in Christ. And so I can, you know, I'm just at the beginning of seeing this dynamic changing, but I can see even now that that one idea from years ago is going to continue to be true in a new way and in a different way. But it takes me back to that place of just having to trust that God sees the end from the beginning. I don't. I know that he's bringing the harvest. I know that he is taking us to a new place. I don't have to understand it because I know him and I can trust that he is good. So we've been talking about how knowing our why can help us persevere on the hard days of homeschooling. 
I've seen it. You've seen it. But I think it also gives us a filter to think through the decisions about how we're going to homeschool. And this, because you know, it's great to think about our, our, the big picture vision and, you know, these lofty purposes of why we're doing this. But at some point, we have to decide what math curriculum are we going to do? When are we going to have our history lessons? When, when are we doing all the things? How are, how are we doing this? So I think that knowing our why also gives us a filter for those decisions as well. And in our past episodes, we've been talking about revising our homeschool plans because this is a time of year that we start seeing the things that aren't working. So I'd love to spend just a couple minutes talking about how knowing our why can help us know, you know, what changes we might want to make. So I just ask, ask you that, what advice would you give a homeschool mom who's considering changing her curriculum or changing the routine? What, what advice would you give in that time? I, I think it's so uh, interesting how uh, knowing that why and that purpose can be such a great filter in um, moving you through changes and different seasons of homeschooling. Um, you know, the, the fact that uh, I'd, I'll just give some examples from my own experience, like worldview being our focus. So we, so when we went, when my twins were born, there was only, I was very limited. I could no longer be like the uh, all in teacher that I was with my girls. Um, I had to, at some point give them, I had to give them some sort of materials to complete on their own. And they were both, they were entering middle school and um, they were uh, doing a little bit of high school level work. And so there was a, there were some changes that had to happen because I couldn't, I couldn't do what I wanted to do was just to be, you know, take them and travel everywhere. And, and let's, let's look at, when we're studying, um, you know, the American revolution, let's go and, and let's see it. Let's experience it. I couldn't do that, but I could, when I'm looking at my curriculum, I'm looking for things that help to, uh, fulfill that purpose. So when I found something that would allow me to be, to be able to, uh, give them more independence in learning, and they became more independent learners at that point, which I just think is interesting how God just kind of worked that out for them. Um, because I think I would have stayed in and been like their teacher and not given him, you know, <laughs> yes, yeah. but he like, yeah. he's like, they need, they need to start learning on their own. Um, and there is a point where we, we need to trust God with that. But it was interesting how, you know, I took that moment to, to stop, step back and find things that worked for our family in that season that also fulfilled and, po- and kept pointing us back to that purpose and that why. And so as you go through uh, these times where there needs to be adjustment or rede- redefinition to um, even maybe your purposes or your why, uh, there's all kinds of seasons and things that, that go on, you know, um, illness, different things like that can, can um, or even recognition of, of uh, learning challenges can really Re, have you refocus what you're using or doing. And when you do that, um, coming back to that purpose kind of helps. Okay. It, when I'm looking at these different activities or curriculum, is it 
keeping us moving toward that harvest. And if it is, then you can walk freely knowing that, hey, um, we're going to give this option a try. It's least moving us in that same direction um, rather than just, okay, um, this is awful. I don't know what to do. I'm just going to put my older kids. I could have just taken them to school, been like, you know what? I can't teach them uh, one-on-one anymore. So I'm just going <laughs> to let them go be with a teacher. But instead, God really helped to give me and lead me to those resources that kept leading them to the harvest that he wanted in their lives. Um, and so that's uh, that's one thing is just trusting that that purpose and that when you can go back to it, like you were talking about going back to together, um, when you have those those hard times and those hard seasons, or when you're trying to figure out, should we do this? Should we move uh, to this curriculum or to this uh, different uh, co-op or um, tutorial group? You start to look at, okay, is this moving us towards staying together? Um, and if that is, then that's what I'm going to, I'm going to, I can feel confident that that's going to be a wise decision, but I then also know what the unwise decisions would be. Cause you then can look at them and go, what's going to keep us from not being together. Um, and that at least gives you the pros and the cons, a good pro con list, um, as you're looking through making those decisions. Yeah. I think, I think that's a very wise advice for us to, to remember because it can be easy just to you know, see something, you know, the, the new shiny option out there. And of course we have so many options in our homeschool, um, you know, plans and our, our decisions, but to remember what is our purpose, not what is our neighbor's purpose, not what is that Instagram influencer's purpose, but what is our purpose as a family? Um, so here, yes. you know, the, the rest in the homeschool trench podcast, we're always trying to think about how can we as homeschool moms teach our children from a place of rest so that our families can experience a restful homeschool. Would you say that knowing our why can help us as moms be in a place of rest? Definitely. Yeah. Because there, you like I said, you 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 don't um, you're questioning because uh, a lot of the questions and the uncertainties that we feel that are, that's not rest. But when we are when we have like okay, we know our purpose. Um, when there are uncertain things or uh, seasons where life just doesn't go the way we want it to. We can continue to go back to, like I said, that's like a, a rock you can stand on of, and that is where you can rest because in the storm, in the war, in the battle of the trenches, um, you need a place where you can go and, and reset and know like, okay, this is, this is why we're doing this. And then you can, you can stand in the storm um, if you have that rock. And, you know, ultimately our why, um, all of our whys, um, they center on Jesus. Um, but knowing for homeschooling, knowing that, you know, you've got Jesus as your rock, but you also have um, this purpose, this harvest that you, this promise that God has for you. You know, we need to hold on to his promises. And so that, that why to me is more of a promise of, of what God 
is purposing for my family, for my children, um, for us to harvest in the future. Um, and standing on that allows me to rest because then it's not about me. It's about his work in um, my homeschool and in my children and in my own life. I can rest knowing that he's got it. There's, there's an element of trust and faith in God in knowing that why. Three simple words. Know your why. A lifeline for the days you want to quit. A filter for the days you need to make some changes. And a reminder for every day to trust God more than our plans. Thank you, Christy, for joining us today and reminding us to focus on these three important words, know your why. Today marks the end of our series on revising your homeschool plan. As we revise our plans, let's remember to follow the model of King David in Psalm 20, verse 7, by saying, some boast in chariots and some in horses, but we will trust in the name of the Lord, our God.